Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome to episode five of the Bagels and Locks podcast with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Madorsky. Crazy week of football last week. Um, the college football game of the week. It's not very often we could say a big game literally comes down to the last play. Um, I'm actually going to retract that statement. It's very rare that we could say in a non-field goal situation, a game comes down to the last play. Um, but Ohio State Notre Dame lived up to the hype. Ohio State punched it in. As time expired, Lou Holtz and those little leprechauns were calling Ryan Day's team soft all week. Um, they basically ran a play call that begged to differ. Shout out to Marcus Freeman. Uh, it's amazing. College coaches make millions of dollars, but apparently they don't know how to count because Notre Dame not once but twice had 10 men on the field for the decisive final play. Uh, congrats to the Buckeyes. And then a crazy NFL week. Um, in my survivor pool, 180 people got eliminated last week. Look, I think if you took the Cowboys in Survivor, you were a sucker. The, the Cardinals are certified frisky. We saw it two weeks in a row for the first two weeks. I I was preaching all week, this is the time to use the Chiefs. They play the worst team in the NFL. I was right. The suckers that took the Cowboys have already lost all their money in Survivor pools. I'm feeling smart. And on Notre Dame, did, did you hit – that parlay that you interrupted the big game breakdown segment with last week? Did you hit that that family parlay? Take a guess who fucked it up. Oh, UCLA fucked it up. Story of my life. Also the only pick I didn't get right last week. Um, classic UCLA football. Just perpetually making my life miserable. How does um, it feel to be the black sheep of the family? Everybody else succeeds and you fail. Um, it's pretty on par. It's, it's nothing new for me, uh, to be honest. And uh, other two games in Survivor Pool, though, that I think are worth mentioning that a lot of people got bounced. Um, Jags, Texans, there was a fair amount. Um, but the other big one was a lot of people uh, took the Ravens to beat the Colts. All three of those teams, though, certified frisky. Pick against the Panthers. Pick against the Bears. Don't pick against the Texans don't pick against the cards. I agree. They're, they're playing decent ball. All those teams, uh, CJ Stroud, especially with the Texans. I mean, he looks, uh, he certainly looks the part. Real uh, deal. Yeah. Buckeye quarterback. How about that? They were due for one to hit in the NFL. I, I guess it's genuinely been about, I would say 15 years, but I don't remember the last one that was good in the pros. Yeah, who was the who is the last guy? I mean, they've had a string of like 15 years of dominant college quarterbacks. Like I went Braxton Miller into JT Barrett into um Cardell Jones Adele. into I guess Haskins was right after into Fields into Stroud. Yeah, that's, and, and that's honestly, a pretty good run, and all of those guys have been really bad. And I think, honestly, before Braxton Miller, it might have gone Terrell Pryor, 
and Heisman winner Troy Smith. Right, Troy. Yeah. And if you want prior to that, I just gave you 20 years of quarterbacks for a school I didn't go to. Give me a fucking break. The the crazy part is you just listed 12 quarterbacks, maybe 10 quarterbacks, and like half of them, all of them were really good. Half of them didn't even start in the NFL, like didn't even get one single start. No, That's really great. good college quarterbacks. Yeah, they're all really good. Terrell Pryor had in the thousand yard receiving year, in fact. So there you he go. He did. He was a nice receiver. Was he on the, the Raiders? He's on the Raiders, he's on the Jets. He was on the Skins at one point. Yeah, he was fun. Kind of transformed himself into a journeyman receiver of all things. Um, last week's picks um, were good. I went four and one. Year to date, I'm wow. nine. Yeah, nine, five, and one, including one of our head-to-head games. Um, FSU minus two and a half at Clemson was a win. Shout out to Dabo for thinking it was great to bring a kicker off the street in one of the biggest games of the year. I appreciate you there. Um, UCLA plus four and a half versus Utah. All I'll say about that game is that was the best performance I've seen the UCLA defense have in my 10 or odd some years associated with the UCLA football program. Um, they lost 14-7, and they threw a pick six the first play of the game. So there you go. Uh, my lock of the week, Duke, baby. I'm all in on Duke football this year, minus 21 and a half versus UConn. I think they won like 41-7. Um, yeah, they, they, they crushed them. That was a, It was a great call. You Everything that you said was going to happen, happened. And then NFL, Seahawks, Panthers, Seahawks minus six. I had to sweat a little bit, but the final score was 30-22. to And Dolphins minus six and a half versus the Broncos. Just never bravo. swept that one, baby. Just bravo to the Dolphins. I've never been worried less. Of, I genuinely have never been worried less about a bed in my entire life. Yep. No, you were on the right side of that one. I, I was on the right side of that one, too, in fairness. I think I said on the show last week that you talked me into it. That was a fun little double bagel ride. Um, and so was the Seahawks, by the way. We double bagel that one, and we hit two. So this year's a new year. If we both are on it, you should be two. Um. The rest of my slate outside of that Seahawks game was not as good. I was two and three, but in fairness to me, uh, that Clemson Florida state game went into overtime. Chase and I were on opposite sides of it. And uh, if that goes the other way, we both shake out three and two and we're still basically tied. So spin zone, Chase and I are tied. Um, the other game on the college side. Oh, I had Colorado plus 21. Um, the Dion train has, has, has kind of reached the end of the tracks here. Um, and I think I'm, I'm done betting them at least for a little while. Um, and then on the NFL side, I had the Seahawks, which Chase also had. I had the Titans plus three and a half at the Browns. I also think I need to stop betting Tennessee because their offense is horrible. Tannehill's horrible. Um, I, I think Levis is going to be starting by like week eight. So that that's done. Um, but I was I was spot on with the Packers. Love looks good. Their offense looked good in the second half, um, despite not having a ton of their guys. So two and three on the week. David, you were ready for the Packers won by one point. Yeah, but they look good. They came back 17 points. They were down. That's great. Down 17, nothing. I'm looking at the post right now. It was Packers minus two. You were one and four last week. No, I, I had a minus one. You posted minus two. That is the official. I'm sorry. Fuck. You were literally in charge of. I want to listen to the tapes. I'm challenging this. 
I, I'm pretty sure I, I literally have nothing point. to do with the social media. So, fuck, you have no one to blame but yourself there. Motherfucker. Yep. No. Oh, damn. I'm checking back on the on the spreadsheet, and I have Packers minus two here. That sucks. That sucks so much. I do. Agree I won the bet too. I do agree with all your analysis, though. That um, the Packers being two and one. I mean, basically last week, even the comeback notwithstanding, but to win that game without your starting running back, your in theory number one receiver and your left tackle. I, do you? Th- I, I'm gonna just go on a quick Packers aside. Just the way Jordan Love has looked the first three weeks. I think he's looked good, not great, but I think we both agree. I think he's looked much better than anybody anticipated. Um, with like so-so weapons, do you think there's any credence given what Rodgers did behind Favre and what Jordan Love's looked like so far, where maybe teams will not play first-round picks right off the bat anymore, or as much? I guess Mahomes didn't play, right? Yeah, but Mahomes is Mahomes. But yes, you are correct. <laughs> um, so I just I I I I had the Packers plus one. So I made a lot of money on Sunday, but my record here suffers. Um, that sucks. All right. Anyway, back to QB. You're asking if guys if they're not going to play guys. I guess not. Not like, play them, but if it's like a fringe, like. I'll give you a perfect for instance. Like if you have like a Mac Jones, like that type of a first round quarterback, like again, top three picks, play him, whatever. But I think this is just an example of like, there is something to be said about letting guys learn under these veterans. Yeah. But the Packers can do it because they always have somebody before who's good. So they never pick early. They can pick these guys in the late first round and just have them sit there behind a guy who actually knows what he's doing. Like if you're the Panthers and you picked Bryce Young, you're going to sit him so that he can watch Andy Dalton throw two picks a game. Dalton actually looked pretty good uh, this week, but but you know what I mean? Like if they're not playing behind somebody that's any good, it doesn't do them much. That that offense looked concerningly better with Andy Dalton. You know, Dalton always gives you a a shot in the arm for like one game, as any good backup should. Look at Minshew. Yeah, yeah. Colts are in first place, two and one. Who would have thunk? Look, the Colts are frisky. Their defense is, I think, is actually genuinely good. Moss looked good. When Taylor comes back, they're going to keep running the ball. I think when Richardson comes back, he's looked like the best. I guess Stroud looks better now, but he's looked better than Bryce Young. Like, uh, I don't know. They, they, they could win six or seven games. I agree with you. Um, all right, you want to start in the college ranks or the pros? We literally do the same thing every week. We always start in the college ranks. All right, so I got three college picks this week. Oh, so do um, I, actually. Yeah, my lock is in the NFL, though. So you let me know. Oh, 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 that's not the rules. Oh, the lock has to be an NFL? No. You get two NFL picks, two college picks, and a wild card, which is your lock schmear of the week. All right. Well, then I'm just going to change my lock to one of these games because I also like it. Um, all right. My first game is going to be Oregon minus 27 and a half versus Stanford. Um, I believe, A, Bo Nix is a very good for Oregon. Um, they absolutely dismantled that Colorado team. And 
took a lot of almost a concerning amount of pride in doing so. Um, this is Stanford so far this year. They beat Hawaii by 13 week one, lost 56 to 10 to us to USC lost to Sacramento state 30 to 23, and then lost last week to a rebuilding Arizona team. 21, 20. Um, I just so think who was the middle one Sacramento um, state. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Uh, I think this is just good team plays bad team. Good team wins by a lot. Shoulder shrug. Kevin James, shoulder shrug. You know, that analysis is is pretty spot on. I, I don't I don't really know how to poke holes in that. I think you're uh and outside of UCLA, my Pac 12 picks have been very good this year. You know, I we're we're betting on the Pac 12 a lot. I got two Pac 12 picks today. I think we're a pack podcast. Ba- bagels and packs. I mean, this is it. So, you know, this we, is it. Up, we get the Pac-12 analysis while we can. It's, yeah, it's again, when you look at all these top 25 teams, and that's even with UCLA and Colorado falling out of the rankings. It's just it's such a fucking joke that they couldn't secure a TV deal. But that's um, life. I'm going to go to Oregon State. They play at home against Utah. And I'm taking the over here. Oregon State, they lost last week, but they put points up every week, including last week. What they, I think they scored 35 points against Wazoo. Yeah, it was um, they, 30, I think it was 38-35 or 38, like 35. Yeah, yeah that, no, this offense and DJU, they score. Utah did not score against UCLA last week, obviously. That's why this is only 44 and a half. But <laughs> – you know, I'm hearing whispers, Chase. I'm hearing some whispers that Rising's getting half the reps in practice. He may be back this week. I think even if he's not back outside of last week, Utah's offense has looked pretty good. And in the Pac-12, which is the new Big 12, and every game's a shootout, I just think when they give you 44 and a half, you got to bite on it. So I'm taking the over here. I'm rooting for a shootout in the Pac-12. And yes. spoiler alert, this is not the only Pac-12 over I'm taking this week. If Rising plays, I love the total. My only has, I mean, the Utah D is very good. My only hesitancy is the Utah offense scored seven points against UCLA last week. Uh, for context, I mean, the UCLA D is, I guess, solid. I'm not used to saying that. But for context, uh, NC Central, San Diego State, and Coastal Carolina all scored more against the UCLA D. Um, but if Rising plays, I, I think that's a good shape. Either way, it should be a good Round and pound ass kicking football game team, team game, all the above. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. L- last week, their offense looked bad, but they scored 24 points against Florida, whose defense has looked really good since then. They put up 31 points on Weber State. They only put 20 up on Baylor. But I don't like, I don't know. I think last week with, with, with seven offensive points was an anomaly. You, I, I think they score three touchdowns, and if they score three touchdowns, this is a guaranteed winner because yeah. Oregon State's going to score three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't dislike the pick. I'm saying if Rising's playing, I like it a whole lot more, obviously. Agreed. All right, I'm backing this team, college team, uh, for the second week in a row. Uh, I didn't back them on the pod, but they were part of the family parlay. I'm going with the Terps. Maryland minus 14 and a half versus Indiana. Uh, Maryland took care of business against Michigan State last week. I actually think this offense with Baby Tua is pretty good. Um, they're four and zero. Honestly, all of the wins have been fairly convincing. Like their lowest margin of victory was 
uh, against Charlotte at home. They won 38 to 20. But this is kind of just, again, it's it's similar to my Oregon-Stanford pick in that it's a referendum on the other team. Um, Indiana scored three points Ohio against Ohio State. Nothing to, you know, scoff at there. But they beat – they uh, lost to Louisville by seven. They took – they need – Akron last week took them to overtime. This is not basketball like with LeBron James. Akron took them to overtime and they won by two. Um, and then they beat up on Indiana State, but the – um, I think Tom Allen's time in Indiana is running out a couple years ago with Phoenix in the shortened season. They had a really special run there, but I think, look, we're seeing with Washington now, with me, you're the most exciting team in the country. This Michael Phoenix guy is just really good at throwing the football at the college level. Um, I think Maryland takes care of business here and uh, shockingly goes to 5-0 and heading into the meat of their Big Ten schedule. You said this line is 14? 14 and a half. Uh, uh, yeah. This is in College Park. Uh, it is in College Park. They're home. For those of you who can't see our live stream, which is all of you, Chase has gone to the fridge. He's rifling around in the fridge now. Let's see what he comes back with. My uh, guess is it's a high C. Not actually coming back with anything. I was taking a water that I had in the freezer because my fridge takes a little bit to get a cold water. So I put it in the freezer for like a half hour and I didn't want the bottle to freeze. That's a total lie. I'm looking at it right now. He's got the fattest juice box and he's sucking down on it. Here, I'll do the juice box. I'll do the juice box noise with my water bottle already. I'll get real close. He's got a big juice box. This is a juice box. You can't so even hear it. So one time my water bottle didn't make a slurping noise. Sorry anyway, for, enjoy sorry, your juice. Sorry for blue balling everybody with my uh Contigio water bottle. The noun gene would have gotten it done there. So Hold on. Where is this game? Back to back to Maryland, Indiana. It's in College Park. It's in College. Well, that feels a little bit better, but like you're, they're giving two touchdowns. They're my new Kansas. I'm going to ride them till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Kansas, like uh, um, but you, you're not. You're you were riding them last week because they were good. You were writing them because they were playing Michigan State, who's falling. No, but I also bet on that game separately. I said they're three and zero. I think this is a good offense, and yeah, Michigan State sucks. Here this week, they're four and zero. I still think it's a good offense, and Indiana sucks. <laughs> hey, uh, look, I think there are certain teams who are in good conferences that you never bet on when they're giving two touchdowns, no matter who they're playing. This is like Maryland, Rutgers, Kentucky. You know, all of the SEC Big Ten bottom feeders, even when they play the other bottom feeders, they should not be giving two touchdowns. I don't like this one. This is this is making me uncomfortable. I'm out. Also, I don't want to watch it. You're going to watch this game? Oh, I'm going to be at a bachelor party in Nashville this weekend, so I, I don't know what I'm going to be watching. I don't think anybody's going to be like, you know what we got to put on? Somebody somebody toss on that Maryland-Indiana game. That's what don't I worry. I got, I got a game coming up that for the people in the – I guess Nashville. Yeah, the people in the South that they'll want to watch. Um, shout out to Rutgers, though. That that was as good of a 31 to like nine loss as I've seen in a while. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but they always, at least in the first half, play Michigan well every year. Yeah, there was a really fun moment where they were up 7 nothing, and I got to think about how fun it would be if Rutgers won that game. And you know what? That's really all I can ask for from a, from a Rutgers-Michigan game. Just a little bit of hope. Just a tip. Just, just yeah. Like, it was just fun. You know, they were doing their Jim Harbaugh burgers for Jim thing. So just to piss them off or even like half a quarter 
was kind of fun. Can I guess your next pick since you said a Pac-12 over? Pac-12 over. You're going to hit it. I have it here. It's got to be over 74 and a half USC Colorado. Bingo. How can you not bet it just for the entertainment value? I mean, USC is the new Oklahoma. They're going to play shootouts. Colorado, they got uh, they got a chip on their shoulder. The whole country's laughing at them after they stomped around and talked about how great they were. So I think this game is going to be a total shootout. 74 and a half is a terrifying number. I'm not going to pretend like it's not, but neither team plays D and Caleb Williams is that guy. I mean, Caleb, it's been a while since we've been a couple weeks into the season. And I can honestly say, Hey, this guy might realistically be the first guy since Archie Griffin to repeat for the Heisman. Seriously. Honestly, the only other guy that, that looks this good is Penix. Uh, and Cam Ward from Washington State, I'm going to throw some love to. Doesn't get the accolades because he plays in fucking Pullman, Washington. But Shout out to Chase for knowing where Washington State plays. That's pretty good. I didn't know that. Back 12, baby. Got it back to back. Plus, I are the only team left. Plus, I read a lot. No, Oregon State, too. It's because yeah, I read yeah. a lot about the conference realignment shit. And as you can imagine, the fact that they play in Pullman, Washington, and Oregon State plays in Corvallis, Oregon. Um Comes up a lot. What do you think of for the spread of this game? USC minus 21 and a half. I don't know. I'm not betting Colorado spreads anymore. I'm not speculating. I'm not talking about it. They burned me two weeks in a row. I'm sick of Dion. I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of riding with him. I'm not betting this. Do you think Travis Hunter plays since he said to Dion basically like, I'm not playing unless you kill me? Wait, wait. I'm not playing unless you kill me? Like he's going to play. Like he was saying to Dion. Oh, you have to kill me to not play? Correct. I, I don't know. If he plays and he's not right, what's the difference? Dion, to his credit, actually gave a very much like adult in the room response of like, your future is very bright, kid. Like, let's look at the big picture here. Yeah. Yeah. You like a kid that wants to play. He's got that D on his chest for a reason. For, oh, for that, for dude or dog or. Yeah. 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 It's L's and D's, leaders and dogs. Come on. You can't tell me that's not funny. See, Dion's already pulling me back in with his shenanigans. We got to move to the NFL quick. What a fucking moron. Um, All right. NFL first pick. I'm going to go – I mean, this game feels like a toss-up, but I'm going Dolphins plus three versus the Bills. I know the game's in Buffalo. The Bills looked much better last week against the Commanders, but I don't think the Commanders are that good, and Josh Allen still had one or two dumb turnovers, and – Ultimately, I think both offenses are really strong. I mean, obviously, both offenses are really strong. The Dolphins scored 70 fucking points last week. Um, I actually think the Dolphins' defense is better than the Bills' D, though. And um, I just think when it comes down to it, the past couple weeks have kind of exemplified that it's crazy as to say if one of the quarterbacks is going to blink and make a dumb back-breaking mistake, I think it's going to be Josh Allen. Um, This is going to be a fun game, though. I like Dolphins plus three. Probably Dolphins money line, to be honest. I, I think I think the league did the Bills a di- uh, disservice by scheduling this game so early in the season, where the weather factor won't fully come into play yet. I agree. I'm with you. We're Miami boys. We're Dolphin boys. Like this is this is officially a Miami podcast. We ride them every week. They've made us a ton of money. We're Dolphin boys. Hold on, let me play the Island Boys song. 
trying to make oh i'm an island boy i am a just island boy i'm a just island i'm a dolphin boy chase you gotta sing it we're dolphin boys I don't, no, is there I'm, any I'm, other words that song i'm gonna just start playing two live crew because uh king we're miami boys king luther is the king of miami yee what so all right when we when we win all of our dolphin bets for the whole year, we got to go down there and 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 be dolphin boys. Are you implying that they're going to be perfect, like the seventy two dolphins? No, just that they're going to cover the spread every week. They'll they'll be they'll be dogs in games like this that they might lose, but they're going to keep it close. They're going to be the first team to cover every week, and that's that's what these teams should truly be aspiring to. Shout out Sean McVay. I mean, the Broncos are a dumpster fire, obviously, but like. They put up 70 points last week. Like this offense, not that they need another running back because uh, Devin A, I can't really pronounce his last name right, and Mostert are crushing it. Um, but they're also getting Jeff Wilson back, who's an above average running back. And they put up 70 points last week without Jalen Waddle. Like they ran for nine touchdowns, which says a lot about the Dolphins and how good they are. But honestly, I think it says more about the Broncos. Um, and I'm not going to put this on the board. But I actually like the Bears money line at home this week. If there's one thing Fields in that offense can maybe figure out how to do, it's run the ball. And the Broncos just gave up nine rushing touchdowns. So All like right. two, two, two points on this. Um, one, was it last week that I went? Did I talk about Stidham on this podcast last week? I think Stidham's coming sooner than we think. <laughs> no, he's not. I, I'm standing by it. <laughs> hey, Sean Payton is not going to take the heat for himself. He's going to bench Russ and start Stidham. Um, so that's take one. What do you and, What do you want to bet that Stidham doesn't start a single game outside of maybe the last two weeks where Russ is healthy? I'm telling you, Stidham's playing. Can we bet something on this? We will bet. Um, if I lose, I will deduct two points from my total at the end of the year. Wow. I'll do the same. I'm I'm a big this is I have no problem admitting that I fully am just immersed because Simmons has been saying this for weeks. Um, but I mean they gave up 70 points. That's not Russ's fault. They only scored 20. <laughs> and and some of that was on, on a kickoff too. So it wasn't a great game for Russ. He looks he looked cooked. Russ is cooked. We said it first. Um, I don't think they ever bench him though. I think the at least guy, not to start. I think the guy, two guys who had the most fun that game. One were Mike McDaniel, who's a former ball boy for the team, and they didn't even bother to interview him. And two, I think Vic Fangio was probably just sitting in the press box, like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, you guys. Fuck those guys, <laughs> fuck you guys, shouldn't yeah. let me go." <laughs> nah, I, and the third most was us watching red zone and like the game was totally out of hand and like they were just like oh by the way we're gonna check back into this game because some stuff happened and it was just like three touchdowns in a row the game was totally on crack it was insane it was fun as hell and our bets were hitting from the beginning it was like football bliss. If I if my other four bets weren't missing at that exact same time, it would have been like the best one o'clock slate ever. I think Tyreek Hill had like eleven catches for uh, like one hundred fifty yards and a touchdown, and I don't think anyone even talked about it. Yeah, it was like not that impressive. 
he didn't, I don't know. It didn't feel like the Tyreek Hill game. It felt like the Mostert and A-Chain game. I mean, A-Chain's the backup running back and had 200 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. I, I was, this. it wasn't this week, but one of these weeks, you know, they cut to one of those sideline reporters and she was like, you know, the Dolphins, Waddle and Hill and A-Chain, they talk a lot about who is the fastest, like who who had the best track times in high school and shit. And they said that A-Chain has the best 100 meter and 200 meter times faster than Tyreek Cheetah Hill. So he may not be the backup for very long. The dude looked fast. Uh, he's a beast. I mean, he was a good college player too, though. Like, it's not like, for whatever it's worth, it's not like this guy completely came out of nowhere. Oh, no. I, I think he would have been talked about more on the fantasy side if that wasn't such a crowded backfield and a throw first offense. All right. So you officially, you're going Dolphins plus three. That's an official pick. No, no, they're not on my board. Oh, they're right, on your board. That's why I asked. Um, My first pick should be obvious. So Carr went down last week. Jameis Winston did not look good, but now he's got a full week to prep. The team's going to rally around him. He's gassing him up. He's being weird. Um, every time I see a video of Jameis, did you see the one where he like shook every single person's hand walking out of the tunnel? Dude, he for sure has Asperger's. He, 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 he's definitely got something wrong with him. And <laughs> the best was when for a while we were convinced the only reason he was throwing interceptions was because his eyes weren't right. Like he, he got LASIK surgery and that was going to fix him. And then he threw, he led the league in picks again for like the fourth straight year. But anyway, homecoming for Jameis, actually not homecoming because it's in new Orleans, but a revenge game. Um, Saints are only giving three points against the Tampa Bay team. That looks pretty good defensively, but their offense looks inept. Um, they can't run the ball. Baker does not look super effective yet again. So I like the Saints. I like Jameis this week. And they're all like, I don't know, minus three feels light. Yeah, this whole division's a poopoo platter, so it's hard for me to bet on that. Um, so instead, I will, of course, just give a quick baseball anecdote involving Jameis that I love. Um, there's a video that exists of um, all-star. It's I think it's from like the area games when they were in high school. And it's all-star Max Freed pitching to all-star and World Series champ Carlos Correa with Pro Bowl quarterback Jameis Winston stealing home. That is a sick video. Can you a, send me that so I can I can I'll, share that? I'll find it. It's just like a really random assembling of talent and reminder of what a sick athlete Jameis is. Uh, yeah, I mean, Baker came down to earth. Um, look, one thing you didn't even mention, which to me is what swings it in the Saints' favor, their D has been great. They got D Kamara. has been really good. They they got, I mean, except for the end of that Packers game. but Yeah, but they still only gave up 18 points. Uh, they get Alvin Kamara back this week, so that takes the pressure off of Jameis tremendously. I didn't even appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's a big swing in my favor because Jamal Williams, even before he got hurt, and Keandre Miller this week, and Tony, I, the run game's just been pretty meh. Yeah. Uh, so you give them a real running back with Alave. Thomas looks a good chunk of the way back. Um, Look, this yeah. is Jameis. He's going to throw a ton of 50-50 balls, and – uh, like the Tampa Bay secondary is not the best part of their defense. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just too excited to watch this game, but 
It's Jameis. Come on. We haven't seen him really play in a while. No, it's famous Jameis. Uh, my second NFL pick is a game I'm attending. Going to my first NFL game this year. Bengals minus two and a half at the Titans. Is Burrow clearly hurt? Obviously. Is the offense 100%? Hell no. But did the defense look very good last week? Yes. Stack, they sacked Matt Stafford six times. And uh, honestly, this one to me is very simple. I think the Rams offense as a whole is better than the Titans offense as a whole. Tannehill hasn't looked great at all. Um, I think even if Tannehill plays well, I think the Bengals' run defense is strong enough to hold Derrick Henry at bay a little bit. Um, and this is what the fucking Bengals do, man. They start 0-2. They'll go on a little run. Burrow will get healthy. Um, and it goes to what you said earlier about Will Levis. I mean, Tannehill just uh, – to me, this is just as simple as betting against Ryan Tannehill. Guy's got nothing left in the tank. The other team, even a 50%, maybe generously speaking, Joe Burrow – Chase and Higgins will bail them out with Mixon. Bengals minus two and a half at the Titans. And if you want the real bet, it's uh, <laughs> the game starts at noon. Um, Ooh, how many beers? How oh, many that beers wasn't even. Well, we could do the beers over under, but I was going to say, um, give me the money line odds that we all make our 515 flight out of Nashville. Oh, geez. You're going to go to a one o'clock game? No, noon game, noon game. Why is it a noon game? Noon Central Time. Nashville's in Central Time? Apparently. I didn't know that. All right, so the game will be over at what? Like three? Yeah. My very <laughs> neurotic my very <laughs> my, my very neurotic Jewish friend whose bachelor party we're going on seems to think that we'll have plenty of time. So I trust him. Yeah, I yeah, maybe he's maybe he's planning on staying down there. Maybe this is his oh, whole thing. Like, oh, this is no, a, no, his fiance would not be too keen on that. No, exactly. Maybe he's gonna like change his name and live in Nashville forever, and he'll be like, "Sorry, guys, I never planned on catching this flight." See you never. Uh, based on the amount of money that I think they spent on the wedding invitations alone, Ooh. but. It, Describe the invitation to me. Do we get like a metal invitation? I have it in the other room. I'm just go get it. Uh, yeah, it's not really good podcasting, but well, you could start talking about your next pick. I'm in the other room, and then I could, you know, describe it as well. All that said, Bengals minus two and a half. Speak up. I can hear you from the bedroom. All right, Chase is is walking away to go uh, to go get the invitation to the wedding he's going to this weekend. Um. It's 11.37 p.m. at night, and this is what we're doing with our lives. And if you're listening, um, you're, you're a part of this, too. So uh, Look at the texture on this thing. <laughs> it's it's hard like, to see the texture. Hold on. It's like seven podcasting. It's like seven. Oh, it's see-through. I can see Chase's face through the butterfly inscription. Oh, no, it's not a butterfly. It's a rose. There are roses carved in. It's like the three-piece tux I have to wear to the wedding. It's a three-piece invitation. Three three pieces. That doesn't even include the envelope. Is it a custom envelope? Um, custom. Yeah, they got roses on the envelope. That is that is impressive. So, uh, yeah, needless to say, I think he's coming back from Nashville. You don't think he's going to abscond? My guess is no. But right, crazy well, shit's happened on bachelor parties. We've all seen the hangover. Can can we get one more look of your face through that 
carved rose because that is that is a truly incredible like sight. seal i'm kissed by a rose yeah your rose shaped face yep shout anyway. out to that. shout out to the happy couple fourth One nfl question on that game there's no chance the Bengals wear those white tiger jerseys again right because i don't no, think they can lose in those you, jerseys yeah I, I don't do that much research i i think those are probably home jerseys but I want it to be known that anytime they wear those white tiger jerseys, flowers on the they're, they're of the guaranteed to win. There's flowers on the inside of the invitation also. Holy shit. Guys coming home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That might scare me away. Um, yeah, the Tony the Tiger jerseys, I think that's like a classic good idea in theory. Execution left something to be desired. What? No, not the wedding invitation, the jerseys. I both were incredible. Those white jerseys, they look like a fast white tiger. As opposed to what, a slow white tiger? I'm not sure those exist. You can hear the wedding invitation going back in the envelope. Goodbye. All right, back to football. Fourth pick. Who you got? I got the risky Arizona Cardinals who have been in every game they've played this season against – they should be three and zero. Candidly, they should be three and zero. Um, they had the Commanders beat, and then right. you know, they kind of phoned it in the second half against the Giants. And and they beat the Cowboys in a super impressive game where Dak looked bad. It can the offense looked bad, but like Dobbs looked legit. Their offense looked good. They might have one of the best rushing offenses in the whole league. They, I, I, I think it's totally fair to say they should be three and zero, and, um, and yeah, they're fourteen point dogs this week at San Francisco. The Niners look great, obviously. Um, they got weapons on weapons. They got a real defense, but I, like Arizona controls the clock. They run the football. They play hard. They're frisky. I just think they're going to be in every game they play this year, and. For them to be giving 14 points like they're the Panthers or the Bears or something is people not recognizing yet that they're a real football team. And I could absolutely eat these words because San Francisco could roll them. But I like Arizona this week. Yeah, the Niners kind of scare me in that game because they're phenomenal. But uh, I want to give a quick coaching spotlight to Drew Petzing, uh, the offensive card coordinator for the Cardinals. Uh, he is from uh, Wellesley, Mass. Has a degree in economics from Middlebury. So now your traditional coaching background. First year OC for them. This offense is just so much better than it has any business being. So shout out to Drew Petzing. That's my only analysis on this game. And shout out Josh Dobbs. Like he was rock solid. Who was he with the Browns? Right. Where where was he last? He was good. He was with the. Um, Oh, no, it was the Titans. He was with the Steelers. He's kind of been all over. I feel like he played. Last year he played in the Titans, though, in that winner-go-home game. Right, and he played well. I mean, The winner-go-home game and the game before, which he won. Yeah, I mean, Dobbs was a solid quarterback at Tennessee. Dobbs is good. He, they're like, the whole team is frisky. Connor's frisky. They just have a bunch of guys that the whole league has counted out. And they're solid vets. They're frisky. Um, all right. But 
it's, it's, I'm happy that we're in agreement on that one. Um, let's do Lakshmi's of the week. I think we're both going to the college ranks. Uh, you, yes. Did you switch that? You are. No. All right. No. You go. Yep. Uh, LSU minus two and a half versus Ole Miss. Ooh. Uh, that's that's when I said I'm going to appease the Southern crowd. Um, they only won by three last week against a, an Arkansas team that is a solid team. LSU. Look, I said this last week about LSU, uh, Ole Miss, Bama. Until Lane Kiffin goes out and wins that big, it's it's again, it's 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 my idea of riding the wave until the wave crashes. All like the Kiffin running his mouth, it's great. And does he design great offenses? Of course, but he doesn't win the big games. Um, and LSU, since they realize that they have Harold Perkins, one of the best defensive players of the country, and have run him all over. Um, Jalen Daniels, their quarterback, has looked fantastic the last couple of weeks. Um, I think this ultimately comes down to I think LSU is a legit team, and that Florida State loss is going to look better and better by the week. Um, and I just think Ole Miss is, you know, a good SEC team, but I think they're like an eight and four team. Um, so go Tigers, LSU minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. This line is not enough, even though it is in Oxford. Um, uh, Ole Miss hasn't really beaten anybody. They're, they're, they're ranked 20, but who have they beaten? Nobody. And then he ran his mouth against Bam. They beat in Mercer. The Tulane win was a good win. I'll give him credit for that for sure. They beat Tulane and Georgia Tech. But, again, against teams like the big dog teams, they just consistently don't get it done in my opinion. No, you're right. I Like, this, this happens every year, and I always get sucked into this. Ole Miss is, like, ranked 18 or whatever. What are they right now, 20? Yeah, 20. And I'm like, oh, like Ole Miss, they're getting points at home. It's a tough place to play against another kind of middling SEC team. Let me ride Ole Miss. And then what you're saying happens every year. Some other team comes into their place, beats the shit out of them because they don't win the big games. So I'll, I'll, I'll paint this picture very simply. From this is, this is Ole Miss last year in the SEC. Beat Kentucky, who was number seven in the country at the time. Good win, no questions. They yep. beat Vanderbilt, great. They beat Auburn in what was the worst Auburn football year in like 10 years. Head coach gets fired. They hired fucking Hugh Freeze, of all people. They go into Baton Rouge, lose by 25. Beat AM. It was an AM team that I think won five, six games. Lose to Bama, lose to Arkansas, lose to Mississippi State, lose to Texas Tech in the bowl game. Yeah, I bet all of those last four losses. All the last, they lost six of their last seven. Ole Miss, you should be afraid of us. The Bagel Boys have fucking figured you out. We're going to fade you every day for the rest of the fall, and we're going to make a lot of money fading you. Lane Kiffin, you are our bitch now. We know we know what you do. Yeah, I'm also double-checking to make sure uh, sports gambling is legal in Tennessee. It probably isn't. It is legal. Nice. Thank God. If I had to go on another wedding or bachelor party type event where I couldn't fucking bet on sports, I was not going to be happy. Especially when you're going four and one, you're winning games. You got to ride the hot hand. You can't be you can't be out of the market when well, you're you're making money. Well, it would also be too. I mean, Nashville is one of the degenerate capitals of the world. If you can't bet on sports there, it's like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. What What does Nashville have if you can't bet on sports? It's just another dinky little Tennessee town. His words, not mine. 
<laughs> um, all right. My last pick, my lock schmear of the week. Last week, I was almost right about Florida State being frauds. Uh, I still believe it, and there will be more time for me to be proven right down the line. But now I'm focused on my other, the other team that I've declared fraudulent and have not been proven right yet, the Texas Longhorns. So Texas plays at home against Kansas this week. Kansas is giving 16 and a half points. Um, and I'm taking that all day. I'm taking Kansas plus 16 and a half. This is exactly the type of game that Texas drops. It's a huge trap game. Maybe they lose. Maybe they win. What they don't do is blow Kansas out exactly when they're supposed to. This is the Texas that we all know. They don't put the teams to bed when they need to. They always drop this game as soon as you think they're back. End of September is just about when they let everybody down every year. So I, I've just seen this movie too many times, and I'm excited to make some money while we watch it play out again. But but Texas is back. Exactly. Exactly. Just when you think – just when you're like, maybe this is when they're actually back. Like may, maybe it's real this time. That's when they lose to Kansas. And I might even throw a little money line sprinkle on this because – Maybe they just play this game close and dampen everybody's hopes, or maybe they lose by three touchdowns to Kansas. Like that's it for a team in the ranked in the top five or wherever they're ranked six. It's so believable that they lose this game by 21 points that I feel like you have to throw a little bit on it. Kansas has the mental edge too. They did beat Texas two years ago. Look, these are your boys and you've been quiet on Kansas, but I think, uh, I think it's time to jump back on the bandwagon and uh, join me on my lock schmear of the week. What was the spread? Say it one more time. 16 and a half. It's a lot oh, of points. Yeah, I like that. A lot of points. Yeah, I like that for sure. What What is Texas ranked right now, by the way? I think they're four. Yeah, it's crazy to me. And they're back, but they're back. Texas is back for now. But they're back, you know. Um. All right. What do you got next for us? All right. So I got a couple things this week. First, quickly, the bagel bet. So last week we did a sort of arbitrage Thursday night bagel bet. I'm coming back with that again this week. But first, I've been getting a lot of texts, a lot of tweets, or what what do you call it? A tweet now that it's now that it's X. Is it an X? Nah, it's tweet. It's still a tweet. Yeah, it's a tweet. Whatever. I'm getting Instagram DMs. I'm getting DMs on my DraftKings inbox, which I didn't even know existed. And people are saying, they're saying, Davey Bagels, what happened to the assists bet? You guys were assist geniuses for a week, and then it went away. So we're bringing that back. Thursday night assists bet this week. Let's talk about Alex Anzalone. Chase, you know about Alex Anzalone? I like Angeloni's pizza. Is it where is it from? Is it good? It's from uh Bloomfield. I don't know about it. I don't know about that. It sounds good though. What I do know about is Alex Anzalone. He's a linebacker. He has 13 solo tackles this year, <clears throat> five assists, but somehow. DraftKings has got him at a two and a half 
assists line. The dude's only got five assists in three games this year, and he's he's supposed to get over two and a half in one game. Hard for me to believe. So the bet, the bagel bet this Thursday is Alex Anzalone under two and a half assists. The numbers don't stack up. The math doesn't stack up. And my boy CJGJ wasn't on the board. Otherwise, I'd be taking him. So we're taking Alex Anzalone. And that was the Bagel Bet sponsored by Bagels and Locks Studios. For those of you who didn't listen the first two weeks, Bagels and Locks Studios is an online escape room company. Uh, I believe it's an Israeli company. And they help uh, nice young Jewish families learn about the Jewish holidays and, and they have one called the quest for the missing matzah. So they help you learn about Jewish foods too, through an online escape room. And I have no idea what an online escape room is, but we stole their logo. Um, so we feel like we owe them a shout out. They have no idea that we give the shout out. An online escape room is like you download a video you aren't supposed to download and you're closing out 9,000 virus tabs until you can get your computer back. I think an online escape room is more like, you know, a game that you play when you're like six years old where you like click on stuff until it says you escape the room. But anyway, family fun for all ages. If there are any, you know, young Jewish parents listening to this podcast, and I know for a fact there are not, um, check it out. All right. Uh, Is this where I lay out some prize picks? Do it. All right. We're sticking with the all rushing yards props this week. Um, Trevor Lawrence over 12 and a half rushing yards versus the Jags this year. So far he's gone 21, 26, 12. And I think the game script will be a little more favorable for him. So I like that. James cook 54 and a half versus the dolphins dolphins run D good. Not great. Cook has emerged as the bell cow. And I don't think, I think it's, I think this game is going to be a shootout. So I, I like cook to rush for the yards there. Uh, Justin Fields over 15 and a half yards versus Denver. He's got 58-3-7 this year, uh, but the Denver D, as we've discussed, is not good. And I think at this point, the Denver offense has nothing, or the Bears offense has nothing to lose. Might as well let Fields run wild because it was the only time your offense was tolerable to watch last year. Um, So I like that. This is one where I'm just going through the trend. Um, Mac Jones over eight and a half rushing yards versus Dallas. I think the pass rush is going to get to them for sure. But last three games against good defenses, uh, Philly, Miami, and the and the Jets, 15, 25, and 13 rushing yards. Who knew? And last – Sorry, finish. Then I'll ask. I have a question. No, you can ask your question. How have your past prize picks generally played out? But also, how have they played out when you do these, like, quarterback over – really low rushing yards. We did this last week with Mahomes usually and somebody else. Usually because we record this on a Wednesday, I forget to place them is the honest answer. What, what kind of admission is that? You're giving you're giving you're giving serious betting advice to our listeners who trust you and trust what you're saying as as and I'll give you advice. And, and I'll, you're not I'll even you. following through. You're not even you're not even preaching what you pray. We did hit an NFL one uh, on Sunday. We went five of six. But you didn't give that one to the people, and that's all that matters. It's because on Sundays they post the whole fucking gambit of things. Here I'm limited because it's a Wednesday. 
How are you limited? You're betting on Mac Jones rushing yards. That's because they, they, they don't, don't post. Because I bet on the fantasy scores, and they don't have any of the fantasy scores posted yet. Because it's only Wednesday. All right, all right. Finish your prize picks. But I, I'm, I'm personally disgusted that you're not following was, through on these. It was Zach Moss hit, Tyreek Hill hit, Alave hit, Double J hit, Cook all fantasy scores hit. Bijan more like be gone because his did Ooh. not. Hit. Um, and last but not least, we're taking. Over 71 and a half rushing yards and over a half passing, receiving, or rushing touchdown for this player. Um, somebody, special somebody for this show, specifically asked that this situation be brought up. So I figured this was an organic way to do so. Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance at the Jets Chiefs game this week. Uh, she's going to be supporting, uh, supporting her new boo thing, Travis Kelsey. Big time players rise to the occasion. He's in New York, the City of Lights. Last time he was in New York, he was seeing Taylor. The time before that, he was hosting Saturday Night Live. So Travis Kelsey loves New York. I like 100 yards. I like two touchdowns. I like the dismantling of the Jets. And after this game, if you want a bonus, I think they finally sent Zach Wilson to the guillotine. I love the Kelsey bet. Um, I also, we already talked about this, but I love the Fields bet. He's going to show out. He, the guy loves a big stage and with everybody watching and all the, you know, new fans that he's gathered, uh, his Jersey sales are through the roof. Uh, I totally agree. A hundred yards and two TDs is a lot, but I, I actually don't hate it. I almost wonder, well, no, those, the, the actual, the total was 71 and a half and over a half a touchdown. Um, the other one was just my personal. I almost wonder though, if this is like John Mayer joining dead and co where it was like advantageous for both sides from a business decision. Like, I wonder if they actually like each other or if like Travis Kelsey, now all the women love Travis Kelsey and now all the men love Taylor Swift if they didn't already. Here, My hot take is they never met each other before the game Sunday. She was just like, hey, Twitter thinks we're dating. Can I come to the game? Like it would be pretty funny. And he was like, yeah, sure. Go sit with my mom. And, and that's how it happened. So you think they're just taking this troll job to the next level? Interesting. I think they're just not saying anything and they're just like, yeah, she, he just like invited her to a football game and the internet ran with it, including like Scott Hansen, who had to make five Taylor Swift jokes during red zone. Um, you know, we don't have to work it into every conversation ESPN yep. and NFL network. Some would say, you know, you have a blank space. You don't have to work her in every time. See, terrible, terrible. Yep. Just terrible. Um, all right. I got two other things. <clears throat> so first, I got another arbitrage play for you all. This is works on Thursday night, um, but it also works Sunday if DraftKings continues to give this they go up seven, you hit your money line bet promo. Um, so last week, I had this arbitrage thing where – you could bet – what was it? I don't even remember. It was, it was bad. I had a lot of outs. Um, the basic idea was if the Giants go up a touchdown, you hit the bet. And if the Giants punt on their first drive, you also hit the bet and you boost the punt. The problem was if the Giants kick a field goal, you lose. Or if the Niners score first, you lose. So there were a lot of outs. I have since – been in the laboratory and I believe I've closed a lot of those outs 
in a way that's going to make you all a lot of money on Thursday night. So here's what I got. Packers plus 100, money line, hit that promo that pays you if they ever go up seven. So if the Packers get the ball first, they go down the field and score, your bet hits. You just made $53 on, on a $20 bet. Other side, Lions get the ball first. Uh, what was this bet? Lions get the ball first. Lions offensive score first drive is plus 110, but you can boost that to plus 165, which is also 20 to win 50-ish. So now if the Lions go down and score a touchdown, you win. If the Lions go down and kick a field goal, you win. And if the Packers go down and score a touchdown, you also win. So the only way you get beat here is if the Packers go down the field and kick a field goal, their kicker sucks. It's some guy named Anders. He's not going to do that. You only got one little out here. This is a real Davy arbitrage, guaranteed, fixed income, money maker Thursday night bet. I'm calling this my promo sexuals. I'm calling this my Davy arbitrage bet, whatever. Um, so, yeah. I finally figured out the money-making hack on DraftKings. I'll put this on our Instagram story so you can see exactly how it works. But uh, this is a guaranteed bet. This is this is fixed income investing. Just clip your coupon, pay a little bit of money, make a little bit more money on Thursday night, go into your weekend with your wallet a little bit fatter. Sounds good to me. And that was Promo Sexual sponsored by King Kong Beer Bong. Yeah, you guys that, already know about King Kong beer bomb. That all sounded good to me, but I also took two NyQuil like 10 minutes ago. So, well, before you pass out, no, we're cool. Uh, I got like another half hour window. And if we're talking for another half hour anyway, we're both going to pass out. So, well, we got to do, we got to do the, uh, we have to bankrupt FanDuel. This is the week we're actually going to do it. And then we, we'll, and then we can wrap and you can take your nap. <laughs> It's fucking 12.01 in the morning. It's not a nap. I'm going to bed. <laughs> hey, hey, this is our job. Don't complain. All right. Anyway, how are we going to bankrupt them this week? We're going to bankrupt them with the biggest, juiciest parlay we've ever put in on this show. And that's saying something because we put a million-dollar parlay in every single week, and some of them have even come close to hitting. Not really, but sometimes the first legs win, which is fun. So this is 17 legs. You only got to bet like $6.50 to win $990,000. i am going to take a sip of water before I read off all 17 legs. But uh, just, just prepare because, because you're going to want to be writing this down and putting this bet in live. Yep. I got my phone out and everything. Okay. Lions minus one and a half. Over in the Utah-Oregon State game. Over in the USC-Colorado game. Florida plus one and a half, which I love. They're playing really good football now, and Kentucky hasn't played anybody. Kansas plus 16 and a half. Texas are frauds. Penn State minus 27 and a half at Northwestern. That program's coming apart. Falcons plus 130 at the Jags. The Jags stink, and the Falcons are going to play every single game close this year. Dolphins plus 122. We talked about it. Texans plus 122. They're frisky, and I don't believe in the Steelers' offense. Colts minus one and a half. They're at home. Their defense is for real, and they play the Rams, who still I don't think have figured their offense out. Vikings minus four. 
They put Panthers, and I think they have to eventually get a win. Uh, Saints minus three, Jameis. Ravens plus 124 uh, at Cleveland. Bears plus 142 at home against the Broncos. I love this bet. Cardinals plus 14. Uh, Chiefs, Jets over. That's the Sunday night game. <clears throat> over 42 and a half. And Seattle Giants over 47 and a half. I'm taking night game overs. I'm rooting for fireworks. Let's bankrupt them. Yep. FanDuel, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we had to do this to you. I'm sorry that the bagel army is coming for you and your balance sheet. But, um, you know, DraftKings doesn't let us put million-dollar parlays in, so we didn't really have a choice. Sorry about that. And the Bankrupt FanDuel Parlay is sponsored, as always, by DraftKings. Okay. Any concluding thoughts for this week's show? I think I've given enough thoughts for this week. Excited for another week of football. Texas are frauds. Yeah, this will be our first cross-Atlantic podcast next week. I found out yesterday I'm going to be in London. Great news for your boss to drop on you a uh, week before the trip. (laughs) This podcast is like 80% football talk and 20% Chase's vacation talk. This is a work trip. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be able to go. To, I can't afford to go to any sporting event, honestly. The soccer game is just crazy. You're going to – are you a big soccer fan anyway? No, but like, you know, it's like when you're in England, you go to a soccer game. Maybe so, in the spring. Instead, I'm going to go to a Broadway show. You're going to go to a, on Sunday? No, I'm going to go Saturday. Wow. Wow. Listeners, he doesn't put his prize picks in. And he's going to go to a Broadway show while college football is on. Dude, a 2.30 matinee. Next time you ride with his picks. A 2.30 matinee Broadway show is <coughs> 9.30 Eastern time. Okay, that's fair. What are you going to see? Uh, I think I'm going to see the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon's great. I saw it's, it in London. It was it, fantastic. There's just so many shows that you could see for just so much cheaper than you would in America. You got to go, be a theater guy. You're out there for five days. Go to five plays. Well, I'm staying in the West End, too, so... Um, they have theater there in the original red light district. So there you go. Interpret that as you will. Um, to wrap up, my picks for the week were Dolphins plus three versus the Bills, Bengals minus two and a half versus the Titans, Oregon minus 27 and a half versus Stanford, Maryland minus 14 and a half versus Indiana, and lock of the week, LSU minus two and a half versus Ole Miss. I got Utah, Oregon State over 44 and a half, USC, Colorado over 74 and a half. Saints minus three, uh, Cardinals plus 14 at Niners, and Kansas plus 16 and a half. Cool. So week four of the NFL slate this week. Stay tuned for more fun bets and information next week with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Norski, and this is the Bagels and Locks podcast.